We are here officially, ladies and gentlemen. Birds vs. Boys will be here all offseason for everything you need in terms of the NFL. It is officially the offseason. We are over one week removed now from the Super Bowl. It is combine time. It is draft talk time. It is free agency time. It is time for the shiny new toys. Some toys being older than others, but everybody <laughs> having every player linked and being a Cowboys fan or being someone that car- that follows the Cowboys, every single player linked to your team, none of them coming, every single player being linked to the Eagles team, and chances are about 75% of them coming to Philly. So, Aiden, how are you? We love the offseason. We love the draft. Uh, you love free agency more than me. I would love to love free agency, but it doesn't seem that I've loved it lately. Uh, but, hey, we're all in, so maybe that will change. You're all in. There's always time to change. There's always time for, for something new and different. And you can be in on the shiny new toys instead mm-hmm. of like on the island of misfit toys where you bring in old wide receivers like Brandon Cooks and T.Y. Hilton. So, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Brandon Cooks had eight touchdowns this year. Okay. Thank Good you. for him. Uh, I'm doing well. I, there, it is the point of the year where weekends roll around and I forget to exist as a human. I'm like SpongeBob when he forgets everything except fine dining and breathing. That's me after football season. And they ask him his name and he doesn't know his name. I'm like, wait, what did I do on weekends before football was on every week? I don't know what I'm supposed to do right now. But I love the offseason. I love the NFL draft. I love free agency. I love the idea of hope, I think is what it is. Now, it is the hope that kills you. But right now, I have all the hope in the world that we'll land every free agent that I want. Every single one. And Every single one. There's so many. It, it, it's definitely that, like, uh, <laughs> agents just name the Cowboys season just to try and drive the price up because it's like everybody. They're like, oh, Shaquan Barkley, perfect fit for the Cowboys. Derrick Henry, also coming to the Cowboys. Josh Jacobs, definitely going to the Cowboys. I'm like, all right, well, we are just getting a trio of running backs, aren't we? Yeah, as we get older, understand how this process works, how this industry works more. You can kind of tell where the leaks come from, mm-hmm. and that is definitely why it's it's agents drum up interest of your free agent season. <laughs> it is their, that's their shiny toy, new toy season as well, isn't it? Interesting when you and I don't know if this is as prevalent in Philadelphia as it is in Dallas, but when you see reports come out or articles come out from certain journalists that cover your team, you know where that's oh. coming from. Like yes. David Moore for the Dallas Cowboys, the Jones boys feed him what they want out there. So when he writes an article about something big, it, it's real. And the Cowboys want that out there. When there's others that come out and you're like, okay, well, that's just you're, that's pure speculation. You're it's just funny how they, they pick and choose. And when you see something come out, you're either like, okay, that's either um, – something the Cowboys want out there as a deflection and you should look the opposite way. Or that's something where like when he was writing about Mike Zimmer a couple weeks ago, you're like, okay, Mike Zimmer's coming to Dallas. Yeah. I don't know if we necessarily have certain journalists have certain leaks within the team or sources within the team. I say we have a level of trust with the journalists, similar to the scale of hot ones. Like if somebody puts something out and it's the first wing, you're like, all right, this isn't too bad, and I'm not going to pay too much attention to it, and I'm going to go on about my day and continue to answer questions. Uh, there's certain people who put stuff out, similar to Derek Gunn, who put something out yesterday. It's like that's what that I was going to ask you about. That is when they dump the hot sauce on the last wing, and you're like, 
I can't breathe right now. <laughs> that means it's a 10 out of 10 fire alarm, everything off. So when Derek Gunn is one of those journalists who's like, sources say Jalen Hurts had too much going on with the new contract on and off the field. It became overwhelming for him. Also, Big Dom had to help Nick Sirianni control his emotions on the sideline. And that when he was gone, he struggled with that. It that does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, you tried to say Vic Don wasn't important. Turns out he was. So and in a way, like, the funniest part to me in reading all that and, and seeing all that was I thought Sirianni's demeanor in the second half of the season got much more blase than fired up. Like after that Chiefs game when he was yelling, I didn't see him riled up on the sidelines anymore. Like the Cowboys game that you guys lost in Dallas, he didn't he wear a bad. visor. His eyes were blacker than normal, and it just looked like he was just pacing the side. I didn't like. Are there videos of him blowing up on players? The Christmas game, mm-hmm. which is ironically the only game they won in the backstretch, <laughs> they were all yelling at each other over something, and we didn't. We never found out what it was, and I we don't even know what he was mad about. And it, he could have actually been right because I think Hassan Reddick was also mad because he was coming off the field. And there was a timeout problem, and he was just he was yelling, and nobody was on the same page. And I don't even—he was yelling like in Devontae and AJ's direction, and the defense was on the field. So I have no idea what was going on. So I think it, that was part of it. But yeah, I mean, uh, Tony Soprano, Nick Sirianni—just two great Italian leaders with a few emotional control problems. I would say if I'm an Eagles fan, Hulu does not have live sports anymore. If I'm Jalen Hurts, just I. Wait, that is so that is so great that you bring that up because I they are cursed. I'm looking into Hulu, and I am I'm beginning to catch on to something. If your athlete does a Hulu has live sports commercial, bad things happen. Is this the new Madden curse? It might be the new Madden. I think about this all the time. As soon as I see an athlete on a Hulu commercial, I'm like, too far. You've done too much. Scale it back. I don't want to see you on the Hulu commercials. I want to see you on a football field. Who, uh, Hulu, I don't Barkley. know why Hulu is my barometer. Who else has been? Saquon Barkley. Saquon was one. Dame Lillard was another. I think mm. jo- Joel Embiid was also on a Hulu, Hulu commercial. Uh, there was somebody else. I was like, don't do this. Uh, Jalen is one of them. And I'll have, I'm going to do an investigative journalistic story into Hulu has live sports because I think they're out to get us. <sighs> So I think this, what this leads to everything is both of our teams have a lot of needs heading into a lot free of agency and the draft. Yeah. So, and, we have, and then we have uh, the clowns of the world, a.k.a. Colin Cowherd, saying that the Washington Commanders and Dan Quinn with uh, quarterback to be assigned soon is going to win the division, Cowboys in the wild card, and the Eagles just faltering into the wind. Very funny. By the way, uh, he's always on, wrong every year on purpose, on purpose. Yeah, of course. Hey, that's a big, uh, Hey, that's a big thing in media these days is do you want to yell about the coaches and the players or do you want to watch J- JJ Redick do a video breakdown on pick and rolls in the Pelicans offense? So, uh, so that's what we want to do today. Let's set the needs for the off season and then let's do our first mock draft. How do we address those needs? What are issues that plagued our two teams from keeping us from a Super Bowl this year? Aside from the fact that the Cowboys might be cursed. Let's see. Let's How see. How do we get better? Without pre talking about this part, let's see if we can do the top need for both of our teams together at the same time. Ready? One, two, three. Linebacker. 
I I was going to say linebacker, and then I froze because I thought of something else. Because <laughs> I think we have the same exact needs for one and two. So let's let's get into it now because this is perfect. Because okay. I, I think one or two, I think both of them would be up there. Okay. So if we didn't say linebacker, would you say secondary is number two for you guys? I, I would say it's uh, offensive line slash slash okay. back end of the secondary, yeah. Okay, offensive line, another one for us, too, mm-hmm. because we don't know. Our all-pro center could be out, and then if he is, do one of the guards kick the center, or did they play so well as guard that you keep them there? They were sitting at guard as the heir apparent to Kelsey at center, and they both figured out how to play guard pretty well. So do we move them, or do we find a new center? So I would agree offensive line is definitely one in the Eagles as well, depending on what happens. And in general, they always go offensive line. Yep. And you, you would say, I mean, Kelsey has to make this decision within the next two weeks. He has to do it before. I mean, they're going to give him as much time as he wants. Of course. He's, yeah. He, but he's... But like, it has to be done before the draft because... I, oh, definitely. Yeah, because they would have to draft. Because there, there, be, there may be a chance, like if Johnson from Oregon, the center, is sitting there at 22 for you. Uh, Johnson you Powers. Face. Hmm? Powers Johnson yes. is his name. Thank you. If Powers Johnson's sitting there in the staring you in the face, and you know Kelsey's retired, there's a chance they, the Eagles jump on that. If he's or still wishy-washy in the air, and there may be another player of a position of need, they may go somewhere else. They might go with him anyway, and just keep doing yeah. this heir apparent thing yeah. and and develop them, developing offensive linemen under Jeff Stalin, and then at the end. Like someone's got to play center and they'll just keep developing guys until Kelsey does retire. If he comes back for another year. And so I don't think powers Johnson, little bro is off the table, even if Kelsey comes back and they may also take him to keep him away from the Cowboys too at 24, which that is a need for them because Tyler Biotis is going to be a free agent. I don't see them resigning him. He had his ups. I think he had more downs than ups. So center is, is going to be, and if he's sitting there at 24, I would run the card in. Um, but that's a, that's another reason why. I mean, it's not the main reason, but you help your team and hurt your rival. Hey, it's a good day. That's a double up. Love a good double up. So you will go back. Offensive line, I think, for sure, is a name that'll uh, position group that'll come up. Mm-hmm. I think middle rounds for sure with both yep. of our teams. If you've looked in the past, they like to address it. The Eagles second round for sure. Cam Jurgens, Landon Dickerson, two names that I just brought up at guard, both second-round picks. But let's go back to linebacker because I do think that's a pressing need. I think that the Eagles will have a differing strategy this year. In the past, the Eagles have treated linebacker and picking linebackers the way that Happy Gilmore picks caddies. Like, oh, you're on the street? Okay, can you be my caddy today? Hey, young kid, can you be my caddy today? He finds the homeless guy. Can you be my caddy today? That's how the Eagles have addressed linebacker in the past. I think this is the offseason that you see a differing culture change with that position. They have been able to adapt in the past. You look at the Jalen Reger debacle. They just started going best player on best teams. It's how you ended up with Devontae Smith at wide receiver instead. I think that they've gone so far on the extreme side of not valuing linebackers that now they have to almost overcorrect. And I don't know if that means signing someone like Patrick Queen or addressing it in the draft with someone like Jeremiah Trotter Jr. But you're right. It is a position of need, and they can't keep just finding guys off the street to be your caddy for Happy Gilmore anymore. 
So it's interesting that you say that, and it's kind of almost the same thing with the Cowboys recently, right? Um, yes, they drafted Micah Parsons as a linebacker in the first round a few years ago, but obviously, you know, he's more of an edge now slash weapon. I think Mike, I think Mike Zimmer's going to use him a lot more up the A gap, which I'm really excited. But what I'm saying is he's not a true linebacker, right? Um, mm-hmm. They got Jabril Cox from LSU, didn't work out. He's in Washington now, right? Leighton Vander Esch was a first round pick injury guy we've always known he's had an injury guy i think his career is over damone clark another injury guy coming off spinal fusion surgery that alone (laughs) it was insane that he even played a snap his rookie year but he did and then he was thrown into it and this season you kind of saw him have some flashes but some spots where you know it looked like he was guessing and and that's the thing when the cowboys have bad linebacker play it's a lot of the time because they have bad eyes bad vision you know that was the one thing that Leighton Vander Esch did well um was he always knew where to be he knew how to read the offense so then they had safeties basically playing linebacker which is (laughs) insane um Marquise Bell did it well but we saw against teams like the Bills where they just overpowered them and they couldn't do it so I think the Cowboys are probably going to do both Aiden I think they're going to sign a guy and draft um, you know, and I don't know if that means they're going to sign a guy like Patrick Queen, but maybe somebody like, you know, uh, you know, Michael Kendricks, who's on the Rams, but mm. or the Chargers, but he has a chance of being cut. And he was a Zimmer guy right in, in Minnesota. So you can kind of kind of connect the dots and then maybe draft a guy like Jeremiah Trotter Jr. I would love a guy like Patrick Queen, but let's face it, there's a lot of questions around him, too, because he was calling the defense in Baltimore. He was okay but then he played really well but what was the difference Aiden Roquan Smith was next I was to gonna him. say Roquan Smith was next to him so we just need to get another all if we sign this all pro linebacker then if we just sign one more all pro linebacker we might be in a good spot <laughs> oh you mean that all pro linebacker that was just sitting out there for either of our teams to go trade for either of us could have traded for him and then the Bears took TJ Edwards to replace him and ended up being a good pick and he ended up uh, leading the team in tackles and being a pro bowler so we lost out on both of them how about it how about it so that's where we are where we are you did win the Darius don't call me Darius Shaq Leonard fight yeah and here we are with team needs being (laughs) linebacker so that kind of tells you all you need to know about how that went (laughs) So yeah, we'll put linebacker up there at the top for both of us. Love it, um, love it. I, you mentioned your, you know, your questions at offensive line with Kelsey and and all that. The Cowboys, I think, have massive questions as well um, at offensive line because one, like I mentioned, Tyler Biotish, free agent. He's not the best center in the world, but there's a, you know, offensive linemen get paid, so he's probably going to end up somewhere else. Tyron Smith came out this week saying he has no plans to retire. He's a free agent. So what happens with him? Uh, Zach Martin, I see at the end, is he going to retire? We don't, we still, it's almost kind of like the Kelsey thing. It's not, it's not as much in the forefront, I think, but that's a possibility. So there is a legitimate possibility where you have three openings on the offensive line this offseason. I'll tell you what, we love the draft. It'd be hard to overcorrect and find three offensive line starters in the draft. It'd be tough. There, it there's be a couple tough. on the team. TJ Bass played really well this year when he stepped in. Hoffman played well at center when he had to play against Washington. So they do have some options um, on the team, but you also could be losing two future Hall of Fame All-Pros. All right, hard to come back from that one. 
so yeah, I'll put offensive line up there too. Offensive line. All right, I'll talk. I'll touch on secondary, and then we'll get into the actual mock draft. I the reason I was thinking secondary over linebacker is because I think there's multiple positions within that position group that need to be improved. Both safety, corner, even if slot corner, if Avante Maddox is not back, but. To me, that group doesn't excel in anything a secondary should excel at, if we're just being brutally honest. They're not great in coverage. They don't have great speed. They're not great tacklers. Like, There's nothing they do well. They don't force a lot of turnovers. Like They're not ball hawks. I really want them to look at Xavier McKinney from the Giants. I loved him when the Eagles played against him this year. He's only 24 years old. So now you start to look at it. Sign him, who's 24. You've got Reed Blankenship, who's going into year three. You've got Eli Ricks, Kaylee Ringo, who are young guys in year two two and they'll probably draft a corner as well as we see in this mock draft so uh, all of a sudden you have this youth movement they've got a guy in McKinney who can play all over the field good in coverage they're bringing him on blitzes against the Eagles I like that he can play multiple layers and levels within that defense that helps out a lot that creates turnovers that creates pressure so I just want guys young guys athletic guys all over the field for you I think he'd be a home run free agency signing we'll see what happens there but in the meantime, I do think secondary is a huge, huge, huge need. I would like to totally revamp that entire position group, and let's start it with the mock draft. And I'm going to agree with you there on Dallas as well. Um, and I'm going to start because Mike Zimmer now is the defensive coordinator, and, and I've mentioned his name about five times already in the show, but I think he's that big of a, of a piece now added. And where does Mike Zimmer excel? Where is his expertise? It's the secondary. It's coverage schemes. Uh, he's going to want to get his guys in there. Obviously, Trayvon Diggs is going to be coming off the ACL surgery. Should be good to go to start the season. Deron Bland obviously led the league in picks and and pick sixes, but we also saw in times where he got picked on this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephon Gilmore, free agent. He had, again, his moments, game-winning interceptions, but then also moments where he looked like he lost a step or three. And then And then the safety group where it was supposed to be your – catalyst right the the best safety group that the cowboys have had in years and you know jaron curse looked like he had his worst season as a cowboy malik hooker kind of looked lost at times and uh donald wilson again very up and down but they have guys like wanye thomas who played really well so i think also the cowboys need somewhat of a secondary makeover um if they are going to play the schemes that Mike Zimmer is going to demand of them, not ask of them, <laughs> demand of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know yeah. if you saw this too. And you, you know, you talked about your new defensive line coach, who just you didn't even question him. Um, yes, Mike I Zimmer came in, and at his press conference, he's like, "Listen, I know I have a perception of being a jerk. Okay, I think everybody knows that that's the type of guy he is, and like people are questioning now." Can that relate to today's NFL players? However, what he did do was bring Greg Ellis in as his assistant uh, defensive line coach, who has been coaching in the in the Cal- or in the um, college ranks. He was a first round pick for Dallas, thrived under, under Zimmer, and they are also using him, I believe, as like that player catalyst, that guy to like put your arm around Aiden when he's getting yelled at and be like, "Listen, dude, I've been there. I've been in this exact same spot." See it through. He does it to everybody. You're going to make it to the other side. I mean, that just sounds like a guy who got broken up with with this girl is trying to get her back. And it's like, I know I've been a jerk, but here's flowers. <laughs> that is the same type of logic that Mike Zimmer is using. I mean, 
I'm good with it. I, you know, I, I, I did, I did like me some Dan Quinn, um, but I think the time had run out. Have you ever seen um, Zimmer's girlfriend? By the way, I have not. Actually, I think I do remember. Yeah, I do remember this. That was like a big thing when he was the coach of the Vikings. Yeah, which was it was it was amplified by the fact that he was constantly having eye surgery, <laughs> so he looked like a pirate from Pirates of the Caribbean, and had an eye patch on at all times. So. At times he couldn't even see his wife or girlfriend through yep. his eye patch, but the only <laughs> I thing do remember that scares me with the defensive coordinator having eye problems for the Cowboys is I don't know if you remember the year we started this <laughs> podcast when Mike Nolan was the Cowboys defensive coordinator and he was in a press conference and he touched his eye and he got hot sauce in his eye. Oh and he yeah, had to stop the press conference. That first year was content galore, and not in a good way. <laughs> Every week we'd talk about something new. Like I can't believe it got lower. <laughs> Our teams need to thank us because we, I think since we started this show, we have elevated both squads. I I like to think so because year one didn't go too well. <laughs> what a year. All right. So what we're going to do, we've promised a lot of mock drafts this offseason, a lot of content around free agency, around the draft. And Aiden, I'm also going to just uh, add running back in there for Dallas. Not as like one of those catalysts, but they're going to have to address it. Tony Pollard's a free thank agent. You. So whether it be through, you know, drafting someone later rounds, uh, also someone in free agency, they're going to address running back, right? Mm -hmm. But we're going to do our first mock draft today. Three rounds, just picking for the Cowboys and the Eagles. Not a ton of analysis, um, but just guys we think would fit and why. And as this offseason grows, we're going to do more and more mock drafts, including full seven-round mock drafts for both teams and a full first round mock draft where we pick for every team. I think we had a lot of fun with that last year. And I think it's, it's something we should do again this year. Those are my favorite. Yeah. Those are my absolute favorite. I also going into the mock drafts. I, what people have been bringing up like the nostalgia of the old Madden games because NCA is coming back mm -hmm. and how you would sign free agents and then like raise the prices of the hot dogs to like 12 bucks to like make up the money. <laughs> That's how I feel right now, being like, I'm going to draft for every single team and be the GM. Like those, That is where that energy to do this started, was playing Madden as a seven-year-old. I'm like, well, I can sign this free agent if everyone just pays $12 for a hot dog. <laughs> Did you see that tweet about NCAA where the guy tweeted a video of like the guy like flipping out and getting mad? He's like, when my Heisman candidate sophomore wide receiver goes to the transfer portal of Ohio State for $2 million in a Hellcat. In, yes. In, in, in <laughs> it's like uh, I've seen so many TikToks of guys like playing coach in their room and they're doing like the Nick Saban uh, soundbite. It was like, Nickel, Nickel, Nickel. And it's like me at my <laughs> Akron <laughs> playing Penn State week one during a whiteout. Oh, God. Nickel. I watched so much of that um, big cat when he was playing the old NCAA during COVID. I think I was playing NCAA during COVID. Yeah. I went back to 2014 and played. I am so excited for that. Yeah. Just I I love not even playing the games. I love the recruiting. It'll be different now with the NIL. It'll be pretty tough to bring up your UAB New Mexico's of the world into national prominence. Now NIL is a thing, but we're going to try. It's very fun. My Missouri team is like in 2028, so we've been cooking. We've won a few and it has games. been confirmed that Notre Dame will be in the game. Good. 
I want all the teams. Yes, everybody. Everybody. All right. So we are going to bring up this mock draft. We're going to do three rounds. I'll be picking for the Cowboys. Aiden will be picking for the Eagles, but we'll have a lot of discussion together about the players. Um, we are using a new platform. Shout out to uh, 15M. So this is the first time. If you're watching on YouTube, this is where we're going to share on the screen our mock draft simulator. Um, this is our first time actually trying it live to share the screen through this new platform. So wish us luck. Well, I think we're also using a new platform for the mock draft itself. Yes, the we are. PFF has made it so that you can't do it anymore. But I've noticed on social media, everyone's doing mock drafts since that season again, and all of a sudden, they're a lot different in terms of where people are getting mock drafts from. So, so we are on this the will, uh, Pro Football uh, website now. Thank you, Pro Football. We should make our own mock draft site. I feel like mm-hmm. I was going to say, can you, can you see the screen? Anything I can't. Yeah, I'm good. All right, so as you can see here, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Thank you very much. We have three rounds selected. We're going to do the speed it fast, and we have the Cowboys and the Eagles selected. So, Aiden, when you are ready, just tell me to let's draft. Hit the button. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Drake May off the board first. Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison. lose my mind if I have to deal with Caleb Williams (laughs) in our division. That would be a disaster. I mean, hey, they're, they're... they're moving towards no. coaching staffs and everything where they're trying to get guys that have worked with him. So we shall see. Bo Nix to the Steelers. All right. Are we just going Shady to uh, reject trades to for this one? Yeah. For, for starters, if we could, that'd be great. All right. Wow. We have a lot of trades. We do. So you're on the board here, Aiden. Again, we have all offense, defense, and um, we can go special teams if you would like a new kicker. Uh, that might be the only position right now that everyone feels confident and solidified as kicker. Take that as you will. Not the best, not the worst. All right, so t- let's take a look here. here. Look, look at the top two needs here. Agreed with you. There you go. Cornerback, safety. Wide receiver is something that I'd like to get into in the middle round, so we'll, we'll take a look there. Uh, so some names that came off the board. Uh, Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy, back-to-back. We'll send social media into a frenzy. Jackson Powers Johnson is the one that I wanted to shout out because that was a name we already brought up as someone who the Eagles could target. He goes to the Seahawks at 16, so that guy is off the board. I think we're going to stay secondary here with what we do. Uh, And you could go offensive line as well. I don't think that they would be that much out on uh, Andre Mims or Tyler Guyton. Um, and, And... in terms of offensive line, Georgia, Oklahoma, I think that that is something that you have to consider, considering how much they value the offensive line. But here's what I would like to do. Uh, if you could scroll back up there for me a little bit. I think I see my first pick here. Uh, actually, can you can you filter it to defense yep. only for me? There you go. Thank you, sir. All right. I think I have my picture. I'm not just doing this for name alone, but I think we're going to take Kool-Aid McKinstry from Alabama. And it's not just Alabama this time. I really like this prospect. I think in the first, like we did like a little mock draft just to see if it would work. And we, I took him as well. Uh, I know they're saying he's not on the same level as Patrick Sertan, but as you can see here, 
because he is always in the right place at the right time. Well, I'm used to watching the corners be in the wrong place at the wrong time a whole lot. I think just technically sound like we touched on it earlier in the show. There isn't something that this team does that's elite at the cornerback position. They're not fast. They don't cover well. They don't tackle well. Someone who is here, someone who can force turnover, someone who is technically sound is someone that I would like on this team. So I'm going with Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid to the Philadelphia Eagles. Talk about NIL deals. If he doesn't. I know, right? All right. Well, that's a lot of picks. Um, but I'm going to reject that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe we need to go back to uh, <laughs> maybe not necessarily give it up on those trades. Yeah, right? All right. So after you, Dallas Turner. So there's a lot of, a lot of my guys. I'm going to go to all here. And you can see... Um, Offensive tackle, I'm just going to put that, and, and centers on there, I'm just going to put that offensive line. Linebacker, running back. It's interesting that safety cornerback isn't on there, but everything else we talked about earlier uh, is there. So you can see some of the the top guys here left on the board or defensively. I think Byron Murphy from Texas, the defensive tackle, um, is an option here. Obviously, they went defensive tackle in the first round last year. Mozzie Smith out of Michigan, um, big old 350-pound player who apparently dropped 85 pounds in the middle of the season and went from a one-technique to a three-technique for no reason. No one knows why. Um, but I, I don't think D-tackle is what they're going to take in the first round. I am going to filter on the offense, and I'm going to look at some of these offensive linemen. I think Jordan Morgan is an option here. He's been mocked uh, multiple times. Hey, producer Vince here. We lost Kevin's audio and video here, and we're not sure why. Uh, the only thing he missed, he took Marius Mims. Aiden pronounced his name wrong because, of course, he did. So now we will fast forward in the action to Aiden's next pick. They already got Caleb Williams. I'm not negotiating with terrorists. Too bad. I don't know if you saw, but the Rams took J.J. McCarthy in this, which I think is, is very funny. Uh, okay, let's see what we got here. Oh, we, we might have to break my rule, which actually kind of sucks. Oh, no, we won't have to. Oh, this is great. I was looking at the edge rusher from Washington, and that breaks my rule of never drafting anyone from Washington in any sport ever again because it always backfires and blows up in my face. And I was very worried that I was going to have to do that. But I don't think I am going to have to because I think I see who I like, and it's Adisa Isaac, the edge rusher from Penn State. Now, Super Bowl Sunday coming soon. Well, apparently we only got the first 32 guys with, with uh, draft breakdowns. But I think I can do it on my own. Hassan Raddick may or may not be back with the team looking for a contract extension. I'd still like for them to get this done. And even if they do get it done, I would like them to still look at edge rusher in the draft. It's a position that they value tremendously. Josh Sweat is due for an extension. Hassan Reddick is due for an extension. If those do not work out, where do you go? Brandon Graham is going to be retiring. And it quickly turns into a position of need. Adisa Isaac is a very explosive athlete at the edge rusher position. Similar to what you've seen with Hassan, where you're like, whoa, what a blur. Was that the Tasmanian devil going by? Adisa Isaac was similar with Penn State. I loved watching him play this season. So I would take him at the edge rushing position at pick 50. With another pick, two picks away. Wait, how come we have two second-round picks? How did that happen? Oh, my I goodness. No I can't believe it. Oh, boy. I cannot believe it. 
Thank you to the Saints. You guys are just the dumbest franchise to ever exist. All right. Let's take a look at what we got here. Now, uh, let's just preface this right now. I doubt that the Eagles go 50 and, and 53 yep. in the real draft. They'll try to wheel and deal. I don't think they'll, they'll pick as closely as one might be here. But for the sake of doing this draft, let's talk about it. Uh, I actually, this is quick, but I actually know the pick that I'm going to go with on this one, too. Okay. This is the time. We touched on it. Linebacker position of need for both of these teams it is time and we talked on it i think that the eagles are changing their culture when it comes to linebackers i think they're actually going to invest in it now they are going to do it and i see the guy that they're going to do it with apparently they've been talking to this prospect they talked to him at the senior bowl they like him a lot edrin cooper the linebacker from texas a&m is someone that they have already spoken to, talked to, and I think that they may make the play a second round pick on a linebacker. Believe it or not, they are going to do it. So that hey, they've got a they've got a little uh, bio for him. Mm-hmm. Naturally and consistently make plays are impossible to replace. He can run a four seven forty yard dash and still be valuable because his processing information is lightning speed. Okay, so right there. Anything that there hasn't been a linebacker on the Eagles that's been described as lightning speed, whether it's uh, no. evaluating plays, reading plays, or just running. Lightning speed has not been in the cards. So if you tell me that a linebacker has lightning speed attached to their name, I'm in. I'll take Edron Cooper. Edron Cooper, the linebacker, off the board, heading to Philadelphia. All right. Oh, I know. I already know what you're going to do. God damn it. So. We went offensive line in the first round. Yeah. Aiden Ah. also just got his linebacker. It's time. I think it's time to also bring a linebacker home for the Dallas Cowboys. There's a lot, there's a lot of good options. I'll first, I'll just click all here so we can see. There's your Missouri, but there's, you know, there's wide receivers. There's, there's a lot of options, defensive tackle, uh, Jonathan Brooks, the running back at Texas, but I think it's time to go defense. I think it's time to bring him home. No. My guy who I've been watching and loving at Clemson, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., former son of former Philadelphia Eagles great Jeremiah Trotter. Um, I mean, 89 tackles. He's six foot 230. I just, I, there's something about his game that I love his awareness and his instincts in the middle of the field. That is something that I just talked about earlier um, is lacking from the Dallas Cowboys linebacker room. They, they can't read plays well. I mean, for whatever linebackers they have left. So linebacker is a, is a very high need. I think even if they have addressed it in free agency before this draft, I think if Jeremiah Trotter is sitting there staring them in the face, I am running the card up. Jeremiah Trotter Jr., a Dallas Cowboys at pick 56. That would sting so much. And it is the other linebacker prospect that I would like the Eagles to bring in. And it would be very tough growing up on Jeremiah Trotter and then seeing his son go to the Cowboys. That would hurt beyond belief. It would keep in line with everything that's happened with our teams with every year the prospect that I like the most ends up going to the Cowboys. CeeDee Lamb, Michael Parsons, now Jeremiah Trotter Jr. So happy anniversary of that happening. You know what else I saw that was that was pretty funny here? Uh, where is it? 
Audric Estime going to the Chargers running back Notre Dame. So L.A. will have with the Rams having Kieran, uh, Kyron Williams. Just Notre Dame running backs all over Los Angeles right now. All right. Dallas Cowboys picking at 87. I have addressed offensive line. I have addressed linebacker. Um, let's see what we have all available. I think safety is an option here. Uh, running back, I think, is also an option here. Cornerback. This is kind of where they can they can go almost in any direction. I mean, I love Blake Corum. I think it's a little bit early for him here. Yeah. Man, this is this is tough. I do like him. I though. think Braylon Allen, he's coming off injury. Uh, this is the type of running back I think they I need. I absolutely I like love him, him as well. Um I think this is what they missed this season. Everybody says without Ezekiel Elliott, um, that that goal line guy. How many times did they get stuffed at the goal line? I also do like Cole Bishop, the the safety. Uh, hmm. It's just what, what do they what do they value more here? And I could go either guy right here, right? I think those would be my my top two. But I think, and I'm going to mention his name. One more time. Mike Zimmer, I think, is going to have an impact in the draft room. Um, I think he is going to want to go out and shape this defense the way he wants it and get his guys. And what did I say? He's a secondary guy. So I think if both of these guys are on the board, Mike Zimmer may win out on this one uh, to try and get one of his guys, get a safety, get a leader in there over a – third round running back so i'm going to go cole bishop the safety out of utah to try and solidify parts of the back end of mike zimmer's dallas cowboys defense all right gotta love the utes right just hard hitting the utes the utes (laughs) all right 97 coming up here for the philadelphia eagles oh no man I had my pick, and it went off the board of one pick before. So this might oh. be a disaster. I don't know how mm. you deal with this in real life. but So basically, I was going to choose Javon Bullard. He's the safety from Georgia. I saw a comp for him that was Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I think that was a big hole for the Eagles this past year is losing Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in the end. He is a mix between a slot corner and a safety. He can play both, play, both ways. The Eagles value multi-position players, someone like that who can fill in the slot if Avante Maddox gets hurt or if he's playing slot can fill in at safety if somebody gets hurt. You saw that a lot this year with the injuries they had in the back end as someone who can do that. So let's see what else we got here. Uh, I'm very disappointed in that. I do love Braylon Allen. I think if I uh, if I wanted to do the fun thing, I would go with Braylon Allen and take him at pick 81. I think that would be really uh, that would be really tough for, for them to pull off, though, with the amount of needs that they have, especially on the defensive side side of the ball and just overall you know they care about uh they they care about interior offensive linemen now i think i have a pick here and this may be a, a little odd um if you could scroll down just a bit for me i see his name on the bottom of the screen here my my little friend at 99 from michigan right there let's pull him up here for us I, this is going to be a Jeremiah Usukermo 
situation all over again. I can't pronounce names. All I do is watch the players, and I know what they look like on television. Mike Sanders still, cornerback from Michigan. I like the tenacity that he played with, especially in the college football playoff down the back stretch of the season against you know Ohio State and the elite wide receivers that they have. I just thought he was physical. I thought he had attitude, and I think, again— you could name a quality in a cornerback. The Eagles cornerbacks just didn't have it. Like, I felt like we were a little bit soft. I just didn't love that the tenacity that the Eagles corners played with. I feel like they got picked on quite a bit. Kaylee Ringo, to me, has potential to not, like, we know for sure that he'll get into it, but I don't see anybody else on the team who does. So you bring in this cornerback from Michigan who plays with that type of attitude and had great, you know, coverage skills and just ability to get his nose in on the ball. And it reminds me of Sidney Brown a little bit, where he was coming out of Illinois and they're like, well, he plays a lot. He plays everywhere, and he's hungry. Like he just like if you remember Sidney Brown, him and his brother were like homeless. And you, when you watch tape, it was like every single play looks like he's about to like be back out on the street if he doesn't make this play. They need some sort of level of effort that was I questioned the whole back half of the year for this defense. So I would bring in Mike Sanders still, and I kind of love the tenacity he plays with, and just get some attitude. That's a term they use right here in the bio: tone setting qualities. They don't have tone setting qualities in this defense. Bring in someone who does. Well, now they do. Now they do. I know I went two corners, but... That's all right. Hey. Oh, well. Something's right. got to work. So, the Dallas Cowboys in our draft, I end up with Mims, Trotter Jr., and Bishop. So, we went offensive tackle, linebacker, safety. I think this bleeds kind of right into what we were saying of what the needs are. Now, I'm a, I am a best player available type of guy, too. I think that also fell into their laps. Um, I think Mims was one of the best players available when he was picked. Linebacker was a need, but also I think Trotter was one of the best left. And Bishop, one of the best safeties in the country left at that position in the third round. I think it kind of tied in together of needs and best available. Aiden, your Philadelphia Eagles here. Oh, Maybe. I don't know why. It's not. Oh, there you go. There it is. All right, so I know I went cornerback twice, but we touched on it to start the show. Position of need is secondary. I don't think that they can get enough. I, I like Kool-Aid right there. Again, beyond the name, I think he has a lot of fundamentals within his game that would make you, you know, we'll call it the heir apparent to Darius Slay because I think Slay was a very, you know, technically sound corner and coverage guy at his position. Just getting a little uh, long in the tooth, so let's bring in some uh, a guy who's younger. Let's have a youth movement in that back secondary right there. Adisa Isaac, like, I love the explosiveness. Edron Cooper, again, just explosiveness. Athletic and a position of need who can cover well. That's a linebacker position, something that they don't have. And then Mike Sanders still, again, this was more just like an attitude pick. It was just, this was an emotional pick. It was me being angry at the fact that how weak and how soft that that team looked on defense towards the end of this past season from December on. So I brought in a guy who was playing better football in December and January for the Michigan Wolverines and winning a title. And ladies and gentlemen, that is our first mock draft <laughs> of 2024 heading into the draft. Um, like we said, we will continue to do these three, four, five, six, seven round mock drafts. We're going to do a ton of player breakdown videos where Aiden and I do in-depth breakdown videos as well as short just clips on guys that we're interested in that you may be interested in. So make sure you hit the comment section of our YouTube page. Let us know, guys, that you want us to go over, um, players that you think the Cowboys would be interested, the Eagles would be interested in. Or, hey, if you're a Bengals fan 
out there. We cover for the entire NFL. Let us know who you're interested in. And we'll, Offensive uh, line. <laughs> yes. Every year until Joe Byron for over time. Let's this just let's down. just <laughs> let's post the old the old meme about Joe Burrow and <laughs> Jamar getting James. offensive yeah, line. Or... Offensive line. I see. I keep seeing Brock Bowers mock to the Bengals. So I'm just like offensive line. It's <laughs> it's just like stop. the the quote in New Girl is like, who would want to fight me or gorilla? Gorilla. No, but in a contest, gorilla. But no, like in a competition, the gorilla. No, yeah. we should draft a tight end. Offensive line. No, but like for football. Offensive line. Offensive line. No, but like on our offense. Offensive line. <laughs> There's no stop trying to do anything but. Yep. Just, just, just do it. Just um, do it. That was fun. That was fun. I love it. Oh, man. We saved the city. Mm-hmm. Looks fun, Bob. We saved the city with our three-round mock draft. I can't wait. More to come. This is just, you know, uh, February the date. And we'll keep going. We have two more months of this. I can't wait. Yep. And free agencies in March. Absolutely love it. So enjoy everything in terms of the offseason. If you are junkies like us, you'll be watching every moment of the combine, every taking every mock draft, do it all while we also get ready for pitchers and catchers and <laughs> spring training. So Aiden, tell the tell the people how they can follow us and make sure they don't miss a mock draft or miss some content or miss anything. Best way is probably YouTube at Birds vs. Boys there on YouTube because you'll be able to see our screens and follow along as we do the mock draft, see the prospects that we're looking at. But all the podcasts are available on audio as well, anywhere you can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google. Our TikTok, Birds vs. Boys Pods, has all of our clips. Our Twitter, at Birds vs. Boys Pod, has all of our memes. And we do our clips on Instagram, at Birds vs. Boys Pod, as well. So anywhere you want to find us, depending on the content you want to get from us, we have something for everybody. Enjoy your day, enjoy your afternoon, enjoy your evening. Thank you for watching. Make sure you hit that comment section if you did watch on YouTube. Let us know what you think of our mock drafts, and you'll probably say, well, I got a better pick than that. Two quarterbacks? Hey, that's stupid. But that's Might be dumb for <laughs> I chose it by emotions. I feel like hey. people can resonate with it. We're just trying to help the team. No one said we were smart. We're trying to save the town. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. This has been KMS and Aiden on Birds vs. Boys. Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds vs. Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Idiots, stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert, upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. Be the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching.